This show is brought to you in part by GoDaddy.com. Get $96 in free extras with your domain name from GoDaddy.com. Each domain name includes free hosting with a website builder, a free blog, complete email, and much more. Plus, as a listener of the World of Warcast podcast, enter code WARCAST, that's W-A-R-C-A-S-T, and save an additional $5 off any order of $30 or more. Some restrictions apply. See site for details. Get your piece of the internet at GoDaddy.com. Podcasting to all of Azeroth, this is World of Warcast, special minicast edition. We uh, have been trying to get um, our friend Badwa. Did I pronounce that right? Yes, you did. It's Badwa. Badwa. Badwa, who, uh, who we met at BlizzCon in, uh, in 2010 to get on the show and talk about role-playing. So welcome, Badwa. Thank you, Star Mike. It's so nice to be here today, and I'm so glad you invited me to be on the show. Yeah, I've been wanting to do a um, a little show about uh, about role playing for quite a while now, and we've been trying to get the show together a, a little bit. And man, I've got a lot of notes from our initial talk, which was supposed to be quick, and <laughs> which it almost turned into a turned show into... on its own. Yep. <laughs> so for for people that don't know, role playing. Why don't you describe what role playing is? Because I'll botch it. Okay, well, role-playing, um, what is it? Well, obviously, we play an MMORPG, RP being a huge element of that. So mm-hmm. what role-playing is, is it's an aspect of the game that not a lot of people take advantage of in World of Warcraft, but it's basically fully playing out your character. So as you're questing being that character and staying in character, um, what that would entail is making a backstory for your character, mm-hmm. um, making friends, alliances, and enemies with that character, and basically just being that character 100%. Hmm. So you generally don't – you don't talk like, like most people do in, in trade chat or maybe even guild channel. We'll, we'll, we'll get to the different – because you told me about the, tra- uh, the chat channels that you have. But whereas most people talk about themselves in, in the first person in the real world like – Oh, I had a bad day at work, or I'm having an awesome day. It's 90 degrees here today. You generally just keep in character. Yes, as much as you possibly can, of course. And there are some times okay. when you're going to get out of character, but uh, mm-hmm. for the most part, you are your character when you're online, and um, it, it just adds a whole other element to the game that is that much more entertaining. And yeah, it's awesome. Right. So let's let's start off with one thing. You you, you get online. And generally, people greet you and say hello and how was your day or something like that. For me, because I'm, we do a little bit of role playing in our guild, although we haven't in in quite a few weeks. But as I said before, we, we talk about our days and you know, what's been going on in our in our in our real lives. Is there a, a time and place for that? And is is it generally when people log on, or do you just go right into character? Oh, no, definitely. There is a time and a place for that. For example, uh, in our guild, um, I run a guild of about 200 people on the Lightning Hoof server called Mm -hmm. Dark Sun Cabal. And in our guild, we have two channels in particular. 
Um, the first channel is officer chat, which I know most guilds would use as, you know, officer communication line. We actually use it for out of character discussions. So as soon as you log in, if you want to say something in particular out of character, you can get in there and say, hey, oh my gosh, I had the worst day at work today. Or, you know, like in my case this week, I had to go get a root canal. That sucked. Mm, <laughs> and then mm. everybody can sit there. We could just chit chat for a while. Uh, and a lot of the times, actually, I'd say 80% of the time we are in just officer chat um, because we're all friends before anything else. And mm -hmm. um, the only time that we actually go into role playing mode would be if we were actually out in the world or uh, if we're doing a role-playing event in our guild chat, which is the second form of chat we use. Um, so slash G we use as our guild chat, which is in character, and it's based in our guild hall, which is in the drag of Orgrimmar. Yes, we're Horde. Don't hate us for it. But <laughs> <laughs> it's actually pretty awesome. You were talking about the backstories, and you gave me access to your website, and I was, I was reading a lot of these elaborate backstories that – that your your um, your players have in your guild, and they're they're just amazing, okay. amazingly done. Uh, does does the, the the quality of the backstory affect? I would I would have to say does does it affect how the role player may be perceived, or or uh, is is a longer, better, deeper story? Um, does that make for a better role player? Because you can't write a sentence and go, oh, um, I have a blood elf and his name is Bob and he was a carpenter. No, definitely. Like, you, you can't do that, right? No, definitely not, of course. But, you know, there, there's one thing I'd like to point out. A backstory is ever-changing and ever-growing. Um, mm -hmm. As you role play your character out, your backstory is going to grow and it's going to change. For example, when I first got into uh, role playing in general – uh, I'd been playing WoW for about a year. I had no clue what role-playing was. So I had a very small backstory to begin with. Mm -hmm. And over the years, uh, as I'm finding out more about my character through role-playing, that backstory has developed into something much grander and much bigger. As far as legitimacy goes, definitely the more detailed of a backstory that you have, the better your character is going to look. For example, you know, I had I ran into a blood elf this week that just walked into a bar and basically was like, oh, I'm the most awesome thing in the entire world. Look at my armor. I am amazing. And looks to his right, looks to his left, and says, yes, woman, come to me. And he's only a level 20. <laughs> 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 and, of course, that takes away from your legitimacy a little bit, right? So um, it's, it's definitely good to have a good backstory, but also to be able to back up your backstory with the levels. So, mm -hmm. so all right, I'll, I'll get to that person in the... Um in a little bit. Uh, you, is your your server the largest RP server? Oh, definitely not. I would not say no. that. We're actually a RP PvP server. So, okay. um, just I'd like mine. Yeah, exactly. It's just like yours. So it's, it's probably somewhere in the middle. It's not too many, not too few. Um, we have had a rebirth, kind of like a renaissance recently in RP on Lightning Hoof, which has mm -hmm. been amazing to see. But there's definitely room for improvement, like on most RP servers, unfortunately. I uh, I am on Emerald Dream, which is an RP PvP server. And I found that the attitudes that people have on an RP server are much different than on a regular server. Mainly because I think that people are actually spending more of their time role-playing than they are complaining in trade chat or such. <laughs> <laughs> which, which which may be true. Let me let me go back to to that, that blood elf that walked in. Mm -hmm. What you described, I believe, is called a Mary Sue. 
Uh, correct. That is a Mary Sue. So basically what a Mary Sue is, and this is a big no-no in RP. If you do this, then you're kind of looked down upon. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, you still have room to redeem yourself if you know how to, but just don't do this. It's a good rule of thumb to stick by when you're first starting in role-playing. Mm-hmm. Mary Suing is basically when you think you're the coolest thing in the entire world and you have nothing to back that claim up with. <laughs> so being a level 20, for example, and saying, oh, I am a vampire that has you know, sired millions of vampire children and my army will take over the entire world. And you can't back that up with a duel, obviously. Right. So uh, definitely don't want to do that because it just makes you look like a joke. Um, that guy in particular wanted to duel me, um, level 85, fully geared out in PvP, obviously, because <laughs> I play the game. And uh, he dueled me, and I just sat there and smirked at him and said, really, do you really want to do this? Are you sure you want to do this? And I had other people in, in character backing me up and saying, you really don't want to do this. <laughs> And uh, he kept pushing me and pushing me until finally I had to put him in his place. So you're really leaving yourself open to that opportunity of getting knocked down a few pegs. And yeah. if you're comfortable with doing that, if you're comfortable with looking like very silly, then you can. But it's just definitely not recommended for sure. What are some of the role-playing activities that your guild does? Well, um, we try to do something at least once a week. Um, we oftentimes find ourselves doing things a lot more often than that. But um, for example, every week we'll have a get-together at uh, the Wayfarer's uh, Retreat, which is a bar in Silver Moon City. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll get together and basically talk about our tales of the week, what happened. Um, certain stories will continue to play themselves out. Um, we have a contingency of uh, rogues on our server that take contracts for killings. And so, <laughs> yes. so they Nice. They're a murder-for-hire company, and they will oftentimes find their targets in this bar and fulfill their their contracts. And it adds a nice spicy element to the game for sure. But um, those, are, those are typical examples. Sometimes we'll have special parties where we'll go to places in the world of Azeroth. So um, we have a really nice location we go to in Badlands for ceremonies, um, another place over by the beach for parties. We'll have beach parties during the summer Mm -hmm. and it's just a good opportunity for all of our characters to intermingle and for the story to develop which is really what it's about it's it's nice to see you using silver moon since nobody seems to go there anymore oh yeah you know it's funny you say that because in the past on lightning hoof silver moon city wasn't used very often in -hmm. fact it sat just dying um nobody really went there unless they were obviously leveling their blood elves from one to twenty but uh, most people were in silver uh, in Brill before that, and mm-hmm. Brill was the hot spot. I'm sure, like, um, what was it, Alliance side, where most Alliance RP? Um, Goldshire? Goldshire, yeah. Right. Very similar to Goldshire. But now on Lightning Hoof, everybody's moved over to Silverman City for some reason, and I don't blame them. I think Silverman City is beautiful, architecturally speaking, mm-hmm. and it's so rich in history that it really upset me that it wasn't being fully utilized before. It's just nice to see that it is being utilized now that, that you know this new expansion's come out. I have the same feeling about Iron Forge because I, I was going through some pictures. Just today I was going through all the – I took all my pictures and put them all together onto one hard drive. And I was looking through them and there are like all these pictures of Iron Forge back in Classic and um, and not so much Burning Crusade. But there are like hundreds of people just hanging out in Iron Forge and now the place is dead. 
Mm, that and reminds me of Thunder Bluff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or Darnassus. I can't blame them, though, because the smell is really atrocious in Thunder Bluff. <laughs> is it Nobody really? ever washes. It's horrible. <laughs> well, they're all torn. Yeah, it's good for dinner, but not for your nostrils. Do you teach people in your guild, or like, are, are there people that, that teach others how to be better role players? Oh, definitely. Um, actually, our guild is kind of like in a school for role players. Um, there are other role playing guilds on our server that are more elite for the higher up, more experienced role players. But our guild is really just for the new beginners. Mm-hmm. So every single officer in our guild is there to teach. And there is not a moment that goes by that someone isn't learning something new about role playing in our guild. And we will take any experience level whatsoever because that potential is always there. And um, I know I told you when we had our previous discussion, my backstory, how I got Mm -hmm. into role playing. And I think it's a really great example of the reason why we do that. So I'm just going to go into that really quick if you don't Mm -hmm. mind. Sure. So I actually started playing World of Warcraft probably about four and a half years ago. And um, I was just... You know, there because a friend of mine at work told me about this awesome game. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I guess I'll play it. Um, and, of course, as as it happens, he decided to drop me like a rock <laughs> mm-hmm. to go do uh, raiding and stuff like that. And I was still level 30 and very pathetic. So I was just running around in Ashenvale one day, and I ran across this uh, character. And he was role-playing. And I had no idea what in the world this was, but it intrigued me. And so I asked him, you know, what's going on? What are you doing? What is this? And he told me, well, I'm role-playing and told me all about it, how to do it, what it's all about, and um, got me into this guild back then called Cult of Nerox, which was the RP guild at the time on our server. Mm-hmm. Well, over the years, I got better and better, eventually became an officer in that guild, and then that guild disbanded. And four other friends of my of myself and my and me got together mm-hmm. and created this guild. We've been around for about a year and a half now. And each of us started in the exact same place. We were all very fresh in role playing, had no idea what we were doing, and now we're teaching other people, passing it on. So, you know, we got this wonderful gift. Now it's all about passing it on to the next generation of role players and getting it to spread because it really is infectious and it's tons of fun. It adds a whole other element to the game. And really, we really want people to see that and experience that. I might get sort of wrapped in the mouth for this, but is role playing like acting? Um, yes and no. And you, you would never get wrapped in the mouth for something like that. That's a great question. Um, it is. I'm just it sort isn't. of trying to put it in perspective of, of, of like, like people that might not grasp what role, like it's one thing to just say you're still in character, but it's another to really understand just how deep that goes. So that's why I sort of brought that up. Right. Well, you know, it's, it's half acting and half writing. It's more like creative writing. So if you ever did really good in school in English or creative writing, this is the perfect opportunity for you because mm-hmm. it, it lets you kind of express a part of yourself that you wouldn't necessarily normally be able to express. Um, so, yes, there is that acting element to it, but it's also more writing um, and more just thinking on your toes and being creative. Um, obviously you're not going to sit there on vent and, you know, pretend to be your character out loud. I'm sure some people do that, but I'm don't. sure I've heard <laughs> stories about that where people actually get on Skype and they, they voice their characters. Really? That's yeah. interesting. Hmm. I don't yeah, know if no, I can go that far. I It'd be like a radio either. show. Yeah, it would be very interesting. I, it, 
could probably go pretty far with that with some machinima too. But um, yeah, not us, not us. That's a little step too far. And I think part of that has to do with a lot of the, our, our characters play females, but they're guys. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that would work very well for the uh, the voice aspect of things. And see, I I play a female character, but that character started 12 years ago in EverQuest. And so it had nothing to do with role playing. You know, me being on a role playing server with a female character is just a bad coincidence. <laughs> so we sort of joke sometimes that people say, oh, "Are you going to role play as as a babe?" I'm like, "No, not really." If I were to ever role play, like really get into the serious role playing aspect, and I don't know if I'm ever going to. I'm going to try, but if I were ever to, I would only limit it to like a backstory, not actually touch on the female aspect of the whole thing because it's just it's just not what i want to do it's not my thing yeah it's just not my thing yeah you know and there are some people that are able to do that and there are some people that aren't really able to do that but you know it's your character and you can even put a fun twist on it like i can give you some ideas right here maybe your character is a guy trapped in a woman's body magically, mysteriously. <laughs> that can be funny and very entertaining, you know, if you're not necessarily comfortable playing out the female side of things. I mean... Now, well, that, that, that opens up an interesting idea. Is, are you limited in role-playing as to th- what the world that you're playing in offers? Yes, but there are creative ways around that. Um, as long as you have a substantial reason behind why you're doing a particular thing, Mm-hmm. You can make it work. You can definitely make it work. I mean, um, I personally read a lot of the World of Warcraft fiction that's mm-hmm. available to us. And uh, I've found things out in those books that have given me ideas for role playing. And, you know, as long as you can use those particular elements into your backstory that make it legitimate, you're mm-hmm. more welcome to do that. It's it's definitely a good to go thing. You were telling me about characters that have changed races. Yes. And 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 how that how people handle that in a role playing aspect like they they're a, a blood elf one day and then they're or, or no let's go the other way they're like undead one day and then they're a blood elf the next yeah because they paid Blizzard the twenty five bucks so it's so funny, funny yeah, you mentioned good. that I actually know someone that did that and um, she ended up uh, she was undead got sick of her character always getting pushed away from people because she smelled funny. Mm-hmm. And so she looked into, at the time we were in Cult of Nerox, and Nerox was this demigod of sorts, kind of like Cenarius. Um, and she looked into his book, his spell book, to find this spell that would make her like her former self. And her former self was, of course, a blood elf. I don't know how that worked, but uh, that's that's her backstory. So she ends up doing this spell uh, in Moradon, the instance. Mm-hmm. And uh, she goes in this leaf and does this spell, gets certain ingredients. We actually run certain raids to get these particular items, put them all together, do a chant. And she logged off. Um, this is the out-of-character part. She logged off, did the uh, race change, logged back in, and then she was a blood elf. So she completed the race change in character. And that opens up an interesting aspect to the the lore of Warcraft itself because if you can do it for one person, why wouldn't you be able to do it for every undead and sort of bring them like is is that person brought back to life as their former quote unquote self that they were before See, they wait. became undead? With her story, she wanted it to be more like a skin. Like she got her skin replaced, kind of like plastic surgery. 
So she uh. was still technically undead, but she had the visage or the look of a blood elf. Hmm. So it was it was more like a kind of like Mystique from X Men, kind of just right. changing her shape to to make herself be able to fit into society a little bit more. I'm sure there would be some way around it, but it's it's really kind of frowned upon to go from undead to something living, uh, unless you can take over someone's body or something like that, because it's it's very difficult to do. And you know, you said that it'd be something a lot of people would be able to do. Not necessarily; they have to have the means and the justification to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, her and yet, the justification was that she was a high up officer in this guild, so she had access to that book. Oh, I see. Okay. Um, but they still have the racials of a blood elf. Correct. Correct. So she no longer had the undead racials, but she would, you know, play like she was undead. Okay. So, you know, creaky bones, skin scratching mm-hmm. off, et cetera, et cetera. Just, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, where does, because your guild is, is mostly role-playing, where does it... Uh, where does it go as far as rating? Do you guys focus more on role-playing than rating? Um, that's actually a really good question. We do focus more on role-playing than rating, although we do have about, I'd say about 40 level 85s. If we wanted mm-hmm. to, we could do rating. But a lot of our members are really more focused on PvP and RP because of the type of server that we're on. Obviously, we're on a PvP RP server, so that's our focus. Um, we do do heroics weekly. We get our quota filled, our seven for the week, which is good. We're getting our our justice badges, but, um, we're more focused on PVP and RP than anything else. Definitely. There's just not enough hours in the day to be able to focus on everything. Unfortunately, you you do that much role playing that you just don't have the time for, for rating. Well, me personally, there are other people in our guild that are on a lot more often than I am, you know, between job obliga- uh, job obligations and being a guild leader and maintaining my website. I've got way too many things on my plate to be able to do everything equally. But I have other people in our guild that are on probably eight, ten hours a day that are able to do that and have multiple alts and um, help other guildies level and do heroics and stuff like that. So, you know, there's no time of the day that we don't have somebody online and we don't have probably less than five people online. So we're always mm-hmm. very active in that regard. Oh, but okay. Just not me personally. <laughs> <laughs> I've been very naughty, not playing as often as I should, and I'm sure I'm going to get chastised for that. But you know Well, you do, you do more PvP personally, right? Yes, definitely. More RP and more PvP. I'm not very big on heroics, to be honest, because I had a very bad experience being a death knight. We get a lot of flack, <laughs> especially when you're a blood tank before blood tanks were actually tanks. Yeah. So I had a couple bad experiences in the past, and because of that, I tend to shy away from doing heroics unless I'm with my guild. Mm, I do not like yeah. pugs. I despise I, pugs. I uh, I had an absolutely horrific experience uh, my first time doing heroic uh, ZGZA as a as a, a Death Knight tank. This past weekend, it it was probably one of the most stressful days that I've had playing playing an MMORPG. No, oh, no, what probably happened? probably not. I, people are horribly abusive towards tanks. Oh yes, I can definitely attest to that. It's just it's like I got kicked from two different groups for not even being a bad tank. It was more like, uh, for example, um, there's. 
there's a there's a uh, well I'm not going to go into the whole detail of it, but I suggested to one of the mages in the group that was having trouble sheeping because because you know how the hunter would would throw the trap. Well, what would happen is the the mage was timing their sheep's wrong, and so the 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 mob that it was trying that he was trying to sheep would actually be sheep so late that it would show up in my death and decay, and then, of course, you can't sheep it. So I said, well, I suggest as a want you to use presence of mind before you do the sheep, and then your sheep is instant because that's what I do all the time. I've never failed, never. Mm-hmm. The shaman says that's a really stupid idea and booted me from the group. What? Without yep. even, like, discussing it, just says, okay. Without that's discussing it, it says that's a real stupid waste of a three-minute cooldown. And, and booted me from I the group, and that was it. That's the kind of day that I was having. Oh, man, that's frustrating. And then you'll have days where everything just gets redeemed and you're so pumped up and positive because everything's going right. And then you go on the next day and then you get totally kicked back down again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mm-hmm. guess that's just it's, the way the game goes. And it's it's luck of the draw, but... Well, you know. yeah, but but the whole day was like that. Mm. The, the, the whole day is like every single group that I had was just horribly abusive towards me. And again, not because of my ability as a tank, but just because of discussions or something because we had gotten it was just it was just it was just a really really bad day i can tank heroic like i've tanked all the heroics except for um i'm I'm always blanking on the name of this place it's the one that's in next south of tiras fall oh um south of tiras i always blank on that name it's the one yeah shadow thank you Oh, I know that one way too well, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, but I, I've gotten my. I, mean, I know I'm sort of digressing from the whole role playing uh, topic, but I'm just like I, I'm a decent. I'm a decent tank. Got a yeah. you know some some ways to go, but That's again, okay. it's, you know it's pugs, it's pugs. But it's funny that you brought up Shadowfang Keep. Um, I'm actually going to bring us back on track here because <laughs> um, Shadowfang Keep is one of my most hated dungeons of all time and i'll tell you why in cult of nerox that first rp guild i was in we had mm. uh rp clothes that we would wear to ceremonies rp garbs mm. basically mm-hmm. it was a uniform and um that uniform was the robes of arugal so yes from Shadowfang keep yeah i actually exactly. i still have mine still have mine awesome. from level 20 something yeah, yeah, I still have mine as well. It's it's more like a memento a keepsake because I ended up running that probably 17 times mm-hmm. before it dropped for me. And um, the frustration of getting, you know, the, the staff mm-hmm. over and over again or the belt over and over and over yep. and over again. And then having to go subsequently and run guildies through it. I swear, if I see Shadowfang Keep one more time, I will probably <laughs> throw my monitor out the window. I, I had that problem when I was um, when I was leveling up in Classic. I was trying to get the Wild Heart Kilt from Undead Strat, and the damn thing never dropped. And then it finally did after like 60 or so runs through that, that place. And so that's why I sort of keep entire groups of gear because some of them are so hard to get that you don't want to – like even though they're replaced, you just want to sort of have it. And, and you know, it's look funny at it you say that because that reminds me of that discussion you were having with Lindy and last week about bag space. When you mm-hmm. guys were talking about that, I thought it was so funny because on top of the tabards and on top of all the holiday things that you have in your bags, as a role player, I mm-hmm. have so many RP outfits. I'm like totally not able to keep my bags empty ever. And yeah. um, <laughs> I'd say probably I have one bank slot open right now because I have so many RP outfits. Same and with me. 
Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's impossible for us, our peers with closet space, because there's just really not enough. So I'm really looking forward to, um, some of the changes they're going to be doing with the tabards and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I hope it does become a drop down menu because that will be so much more convenient. Yeah. So much more. Going back to what you were saying, uh, we were talking a little bit about what the, what the game's rules are and, and how you role play with and around them. I was doing a little reading about role playing in general uh, when we had our first sort of pre-show discussion a couple weeks ago. And I was reading about how people, role players, like hardcore role players, do not like people role playing as dragons with the vial of the sands. And yet, the tooltip says, turns you into a dragon. Not an image of a dragon, but a dragon. Right. And so, technically, you're a dragon. And yet, the, the, the role players don't like you doing that. So, so, sort of explain how that goes. Because now you're actually taking the rules that Blizzard have, has given you and sort of going against it. Definitely. Well, you know, I think the role players not liking it goes back to an issue that has always been a problem, which is God moding. Um, the problem with it is, is people will go out and they'll get the vial of the sand and say, herp derp, look, I'm a dragon, herp derp, but don't have any gear <laughs> or backstory to back it up. I think that's probably what a lot of the big R peers have issues with. Mm. Now, as someone who has a vial of the sands and who RPs a dragon, um, I have looked into this and I completely agree with you. There are a lot of people that have problems with this. You just have to write your story around it in such a way that it makes sense. For example, um, the reason that my character is able to shapeshift into a dragon is that it is a potion. It is a vial of the sands. Mm -hmm. And in order to get more information about what Deathwing is doing, she transforms into a sandstone oh, drake as slick. a way to Yes, exactly. As a way to kind of figure out what's going on down there in Deep Holm. Um, so it's really rec a reconnaissance mission than anything else. So she's not truly a sandstone dragon. She shape shifted into a sandstone dragon. Mm-hmm. So, so you don't play what? But my character actually is a dragon. She just shapeshifts into a sandstone dragon for reconnaissance. My character does roleplay a dragon, though. And really? I know I'll get a ton of slack for that, but I have a very good reason behind it and a very good backstory behind it. And um, I, I think that makes it that much more interesting. Talk to me about you were talking how roleplaying helps people express themselves and helps them on a personal level. Oh, definitely. Well, you asked me when our first discussion, why do people role play? And I thought it was a great question. Mm -hmm. People role play because it adds another element to the game, obviously. I mean, it, it just adds that much more oomph to that 15 bucks a month you're paying. Mm -hmm. But for me personally, and for a lot of people in my guild, role playing is a way to express yourself psychologically and creatively that you wouldn't normally be able to do in the real world. So, you know, I've had a lot of people that are able to work through some of their psychological issues or family issues or social issues by playing the game and role-playing their character as that person that they see themselves actually as. Um, many people in our guild have gotten to the point where they've worked these issues out so much that they've stopped playing the game altogether and are able to actually be that person themselves in real oh, life. Oh, wow. need the game as a crutch. Huh. So, and it's interesting to see these people progress in their lives and and move on and grow as people because of what this particular aspect brings to the game. And it's just, it's so awesome to see that. 
Well, that's a, you know that's an amazing aspect of that whole thing. <laughs> some <laughs> there there some people have to do some research on that. Yeah, like some role sort of playing. Yeah, psychology thesis or something on that. I mean, I could go on for an eternity about it, but um, there is definitely something to be said for the psychological ramifications of role playing. Definitely. What would you ask Blizzard to add to the game for role players? Because it, it seems like they really do nothing for them except have an RP server with a label. Oh, I completely agree with you. Um, I think it would be interesting for there to be some way for players to start their own quest lines like or create their mm. own quest lines if given a particular way to gain legitimacy with Blizzard. So say, for example, with our guild, we're an RP guild. We've been around for a year and a half. We have, we're, we're established, we're legitimate. We can request a blizzard. Hey, we want to create this particular quest line for, you know, between this hour and this hour. Can you give us this permission? Mm -hmm. Or, for example, maybe somebody getting the lore master title or lore master colors and actually having an exclamation point above their head rather than just on their tabard. Mm. And then you could walk up to that person and basically start a quest chain with that person. I think that would be so interesting. I know it'd probably be very difficult to implement. But um, something that we would love to do, my guild and I have talked this over many a time about how we would do something like this and actually implement it in game as a way to add an extra level to Lightning Hoof server. But well, that brings me into the, the next piece I want to talk in, which, which is role playing add-ons, mm -hmm. and the big one seems to be something called Total RP two. Yes, which gives you a broad range of things that you can do. Uh, one of them, I believe, is actually creating your own quests. That is true. Yes, and also creating your own items <clears throat> and mm -hmm. the ability to make NPCs talk and emote, which is awesome for role players. Um, and I'd like to personally thank uh, one of our guildies, True Noir, who turned me on to this add-on, and I'm, I subsequently told you about it. But it is amazing for the RPer. It just adds a whole other element to the game. And on top of that, the other thing that's kind of cool, most people probably won't like it, but I think it's kind of handy, is you can make a soundtrack for your character. So if you have another person on a high trust level, they'll hear your music when you walk in the room, when you get in a close proximity <laughs> to them. Which I is kind of neat. That. Yeah, yeah, it's very neat. So you can put some like eerie, spooky music, or like really happy, like jazzy music if you're in a good mood, et cetera, et cetera. So, do you have to send them the file? No, or? actually, it's it's held in the add-on, so it's going to be in wave format, mm -hmm. and you just upload it to the, or it, it basically looks on your drive where it's supposed to be. And whenever that person gets in close proximity, it will play that particular file. Not sure how oh, it works. I, have to try I don't know that. the background behind it, but it's pretty neat. I know that what the add-on does is it creates a channel called, I believe it's extent. No, it's. Mm, I have to look this up. It's 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 extension X tooltip two or something like that in uh, in your chat list, mm -hmm. which screws up all my chat channels because now general is. Two and trade is three. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know why it adds it to as number one. I wish it would just add it as like my last one instead of my first one. But I read that it needs that channel in order to do some some kind of communication with the people that you tooltip over and such. Mm -hmm. And so some people in my guild use that use that add on. And let me just explain from a very very generic basic level what it does is that. It add, first off, it adds a last name to you. So other people can see your last name. 
and we don't have you know IP daily or you know like goofy last names like that. Like we have respectable last names, and if there's anybody on the server that uses the add-on, um, you'll see that also, which is amazing. It'll also show you whether or not they're in character or out of character. You can switch in between so that if you go up to somebody that has the add-on and they're out of character and you walk up to them and, and try to role play, that, that might I, I would guess it's probably not a good idea because they might not want to at that moment for whatever reason. Uh, you can write... You can write a title for yourself. It won't show up over your head, though, to other players. Uh, but you can... Um, what is mine? I think mine is Duchess or something like that. And you can write an entire backstory that other players can read. It's public if you have that add-on. Yes, it's very awesome. And the good thing is whenever you mouse over a player that's in the same room as you, it'll show all that you know, must need information right there in mm-hmm. a little pop-up window, which is very, very handy. So say, for example, you can't remember that character's last name. You were introduced to them a while back. You remember that you were introduced to them, but you just can't remember their name for the life of you out of character. You have that right there at the tip of your fingers, and it's mm-hmm. so much handier to have, definitely. Right. It auto-remembers everybody that you've come in contact with. That's true. It sure yeah, does. I've- and then you can also put a level of trust on there, too. So if you trust someone more than you would necessarily trust another person, you can change that. Uh, and you can also, the other thing you didn't mention that I find pretty cool is you can put attributes about your character and they mm-hmm. have little icons that go with them that show yes. up buffs. Yes. It's very handy. It's, it's very cool. Uh, the, the people that put it together did an amazing job. I just wish that they didn't have the whole French and English issue because it, it caused some people trouble. If you, you know, would, I've never experienced that. I've heard that, but I haven't actually come in contact with anyone that's had an issue with that yet. Okay. But, you know, for the most part, it works very well on in our server, and I wouldn't do anything but recommend it. It is an outstanding add-on. Outstanding. What other cool stuff do you do with it? Like, I know you can create items, and if you create an item, you can only give it to somebody that's online at that moment because it doesn't store it. And I believe it's because it uses that, that weird chat channel to do the communication. So, so give, what do you do with that? that well, um, a good example is uh, probably three weeks ago or so, our guild had a guild event uh, where we went and spoke to Alex Straza, the Life Binder, and mm-hmm. she gave us a relic um, to, for us to protect and for safekeeping. It was an element of power. So everyone that was running TRP2 was able to see this item of power linked in chat um, could see that Alex Straza was emoting and giving this to us and speaking to us. And later on, it shows up in our bag space so that we still have that physical item in place. So not only are you role-playing it out, but you actually have the item behind it to, to back up what you're role-playing, which adds that much more substantiation to what you're doing, that much more legitimacy to what you're role-playing. When you say it showed up in your backspace, you're talking about your real backspace or the total RP2 no, backspace? I, the, the TRP2 backspace. It is a different yeah. bag altogether. Um, it's going to be only for TRP items. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it has, you can pick the different icon that you want it to represent. So, you know, you can, it, it's any of the art that's available for in, in the game itself. So, like the mm-hmm. macro buttons that you can pick the different icons, it's those icons, and then you can put that on the item. Mm-hmm. Has 
I just want to sort of maybe get into a little bit of the negative aspect of this whole thing. Do do people abuse their and I'm not necessarily talking about people in your guild, but I'm just saying, like, have you have you heard where people just ab- abuse the use of role playing? I'm not talking about Mary Sue's either. I'm just saying, can it be used in? Can role playing be used in a negative way? Um. Yes, I think it can. It, it just depends on what you mean by a negative way. I think. Well, if- can somebody be a dick? <laughs> oh, Let's just put it that way. Can somebody just definitely. be a complete jerk? Definitely. In fact, I, I know someone that substantiates their dickish behavior by, um, yeah, I know, not even a word, but um, substantiates that behavior because it's their character and that's the way his character acts. Um, and, you know, I guess there's some element of truth to that. Yeah, okay, your character's a jerk. That's awesome. But, you know, in the meantime, my character doesn't like you very much and you just have to deal with those ramifications. Mm-hmm. So. If there's a negative aspect to your character, you're going to have to deal with that negative aspect. It's just like real life, you know. Um, I think there is a negative aspect in regards to uh, mortality, and that's something not a lot of people really think about in role-playing, is the concept of mortality. Mm-hmm. If your character is murdered, what are the ramifications of that? And there are people that are murdered in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Blizzard kind of frowns upon that because they want everybody to res and happy dance, you know, because, you know, we can all live again. But, um, you know, sometimes people don't want their characters to live anymore and they will find a way for their character to die so that they can create another character or go on a different line with that particular character. So, you know, the murder aspect definitely is kind of negative, I think, personally. And uh, can can cause a lot of problems. Uh, for example, I had one person, that's probably happened about a year and a half ago, that um, was just in Brill, walking around, doing her normal thing. Someone came up behind her and stabbed her. Well, no what reason. do you mean by stabbed her? Because if you're on the same, if if you're on Horde or Alliance, you can't stab somebody that's on exactly, the same. Exactly. Uh, exactly. The other person came up and emoted that they stabbed this person without talking to the person ahead of time and discussing it with them. Um, without dueling, without anything, just went up and stabbed a person, which is a big no-no. You don't do that because I was going to say because then everybody be doing it. Exactly, exactly. Everybody would go around killing each other, and it, it just wouldn't work. Uh, and obviously, it didn't work out. A lot of people got angry at that person that was going around stabbing, and you know, consequently, that person was shunned from the RP community and was considered an outcast. So you don't want to do that because, you know, the RP community is very tight-knit. We are like a family, and we do share experiences with each other. If one person is not being a good role player, not being a good team player, it spreads quickly. Just like if you're in a pug with somebody and somebody ninjas your loot, that news is going to get around. Whether it's you rolling an alt on that server and telling the guild leader or what, news will get around. And it's the same thing in role-playing. One thing I found about the WoW community is that unless you do something repeatedly, a lot of things are generally forgotten after 10 minutes, maybe a day or two or something like that. I mean, you have to be a complete jerk. I, I remember there was, there was somebody on my last server that was actually known for pulling people into pugs and then ninjing the loot. And I saw it firsthand because I thought, oh, this guy can't really be that bad. Well, he was that bad. So you have to be you have to go through a lot of work to have that kind of reputation. Oh, definitely. And you know, the other thing is that it's so much easier now these days to just change your name, do a name mm-hmm. change. 
or do a server transfer to get rid of that that negative connotation you have about your character. And the slate is essentially wiped clean. And um, well, that's a problem if, we've encountered quite a bit. If you change your name, though, and somebody has you on their friends list, your new name will show up in that list. Right. So you would have to actually have go off person. server and back on. Exactly. But if you don't have that person on as a friend. Um, you know, for example, I've hit my max on my friends list. I'm not saying I'm a social butterfly. Wow. But I've ran out of room on my friends list. So a lot of the times I'll bump into people and their name will ring a bell. And I have a list. I, I keep a handwritten list of people that I've spoken to <laughs> and their relation to me, how what the discussion was that we had. I keep notes on everybody. I'm very weird like that. But, um, you know, there are times when I just don't remember a person. They'll change their name. And then I'll be like something about the way they're speaking or something mm-hmm. about the personality reminds me of the previous person. And I'll be like, hey, are you so-and-so? Because you seem a lot like that person. And they'll say no, but then they won't necessarily want to get on Ventrilo with you. And then that red flag, red flag. I mean, we actually have a blacklist in our guild, the people that are not allowed back in our guild because Mm -hmm. of very bad experiences that we've had with those people. So it's very difficult, obviously, to weed out the good RPers from the bad RPers. And... For that reason, we tend to be a lot more forgiving than a lot of other guilds in regards to negative behavior. Um, We will take people back on second chances, third chances, just to see if they've grown as people. Because a lot of times, it's the issues just maturity, and that's all it boils down to is age and Mm -hmm. that level of maturity just not being there. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's very complicated and very convoluted. You just have to kind of keep track of everybody and every person in your mind. Sometimes people are going to get through the cracks, but that's what adds to the game. And that's what adds to the flavor of role playing. Mm -hmm. I have to sort of start wrapping this up because I want to try and get this out before my raid in 20 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I, I, I want to close by asking, so you've been doing this for, for a long time. Do you feel when you get online that this is something you absolutely love to do? And could you do it in another game? Oh, definitely. Um, every time I come online, I just feel so welcome by my guild, um, by my friends, by everybody in the game. Um, and I think that's the main reason everybody plays World of Warcraft, right? It's because we have our friends there and it's a social environment. Mm-hmm. But the RP just adds a whole other element to it, another flavor to it that just complements the game so well. And I'm sure it could carry over into any other game that would come out, you know, whether it be another expansion of World of Warcraft or a completely another iteration of World of Warcraft altogether. Mm-hmm. I think it definitely can transcend to something else. And it's a passion. You obviously have to have that passion for creative writing, for acting. But the reward is tenfold. I can't tell you how many friendships have started because I role play, how many, um, you know, relationships in general, be them, you know, business or, you know, like yourself or, you know, just social in general have, have come about because I role play and I just love it. It is my bread and butter and it is my life passion. And that's why I share it. That's why I created this guild with uh, my, my friends. And that's why we are here is to share that passion. All right, so before we go, tell everybody again uh, the URL of your guild, where where they can find you, uh, the server and everything, and how they can get in touch with you if yeah, they have questions. Right. 
So um, we are the Dark Sun Cabal, and we are on Lightning Hoof server Horde side. Uh, you can whisper myself, Badua, B-O-D-U-A. And our website is darksuncabal, one word, dot guildportal.com. You can visit us there and put in an application, and we will talk to you more there. Uh, if you wanted to speak to me directly, my email is Badua B at gmail.com. That's B-O-D-U-A-B at gmail.com. Or you can follow me on Twitter at Badua B. Cool. This is, I, I got to say, I, I, I dabbled a little bit in the whole role-playing thing. It's a, it's a little it's a little odd to get into because I, I don't know how other people are feeling about it. Like, he, you know, people that know me and all of a sudden I'm, I'm typing all this stuff about my character. Like I'm typing through my character almost and it's, it's a little unnerving for me. So I'm not quite there yet. That's okay. Um, we can help you practice. Come, you yeah. to come to the dark side, Mike. Come on in. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a, a level seventy horde tune. Well, you will have to transfer it to Lightning Huff, and and I will definitely show you the ropes and show you what makes role playing just so awesome. And if anybody else wants to come join us, you guys are more than welcome. Okay. And thank you again for having me on the show. I really appreciate it, and uh, thank you very much. All right, Badawa, I want to thank you so much for, for coming on the show and, and, and talking to you both online and off has been great you know, about this, this whole RP thing, and, and I'll, I'll jump into it. You can, you can hear like the nervousness in my voice. It's like, yeah, it's like stage fright. It I is, sort of have is. the same feeling about that as I, do, as I had about like being on stage when I was in high school. It's like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get there, and then I sort of have to get like kicked on stage, with, like kicked onto... The stage or wet. something. Get my feet wet. Exactly. Okay. We'll so, <laughs> you know, this was supposed to be a mini cast, but it's like 50 minutes. So maybe I'll just like label this as a, as an episode, episode 117, I suppose. So, um, yay, mom, you... look at me. I have one episode <laughs> of World Warcast. <laughs> so if you want to contact us, um, I am at Star Mike on Twitter. You can get me at uh, Starman at WorldOfWarcast.com. Of course, you know, Lindian, uh, we'll, we'll have our, a regular schedule back. Uh, this, this was not really intended to go this long. Well, we sort of thought it might. Yeah, I called yeah. it a minicast just in case. Uh, so if you want to get a hold of Lindian, his Twitter ID is at Lindian. And, of course, you can get him at the Mages Tower at gmail.com. You can find us at worldofwarcast.com. And uh, we'll see you on episode 118. Badua, thank you again for coming on. This is awesome. Definitely. All right, guys. Have a great week and happy game. Bye. Bye.